How old is the universe? Thousands? Millions? Billions? What is the science behind the dating methods used to determine age? We'll find out now on Wonders Without Number. Now, when we stop to think, science can't really prove the age of things older than recorded history. It's all based on assumptions past that. But in contrast, the information we find in the Bible regarding a literal six days creation is based on recorded history, a record that has stood the test of time. Well, today to give us greater insight into some of the dating methods for the age of the earth, we have with us Dr. Russell Humphreys. Now, Dr. Humphreys received his Bachelor of Science degree in Physics at Duke University, his PhD from LSU, and while working on his dissertation there, he committed his life to Christ. Based on biblical and scientific evidence, he concluded that the creation account we read in the Bible is not only true, but scientifically accurate. Now, he's received numerous awards for excellence in the field of nuclear physics, and at General Electric's High Voltage Laboratory, he served as a research scientist. Dr. Humphreys also serves on the board of the Creation Research Society. So join with me now as we meet my friend, Dr. Russ Humphreys. Welcome to the program. Again, thank you. Yes, sir. It is great to have you here. Uh, we appreciate your research. You know, in times past, we've, we've talked about things like Earth's magnetic field in detail. We've talked about starlight and time in detail. But what we want to do today is sort of break this down into a summary we have all of these people, these secular scientists and uh, professors telling us that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. Uh, we have all of these people telling us that the, the universe formed by some chaotic incident 14 billion years ago. And they teach that as fact, don't they? Yes. But what we want to look at today are some of the dating methods that are assigned, where they come up with these ages, and find out what the story is actually telling us. So I know you've got a lot of information to cover because we want to tackle just as many as possible in the time that we have. So I'm going to let you jump right in and begin. Okay. What I really want to talk about is evidences that aren't usually used that point to something much less than billions of years. Okay. So I'm going to emphasize those, but I will talk a little about uh, some of the standard ones. Yes, absolutely. Okay, a young world makes sense of both scripture and science. Hmm. Um, by young, I mean thousands of years, not billions. Okay. Now, the fourth commandment is a place that most people don't think about, okay. but the fourth commandment in Exodus also says the world is young. Uh, six days you shall labor, and on the seventh day you shall rest. For in six days Jehovah made the heavens and the earth. The sea and all that in them is. Yeah. Yes. Everything. Yes. Okay. There's the Hebrew for six days. Sheshet yamim. Okay. Uh, so uh, this is a verse that I think the context is very powerful, uh, both before and after it ordinary days of the week. This is written in a plain language for people to understand. Yes. Very clear in six days. He didn't say in six billion years, didn't say in six million years, six days. That's my point, uh, that he didn't say 
um, things like this. Uh, this is olam, mm -hmm. which uh, in Hebrew means uh, long time or age, or sometimes in Greek it's translated ion, okay. which we translate as eon. Yes. He could have said, for uh, you work six days, four in six eons, he made the heavens and the earth. He didn't say that. Okay. Um, this is another one, Elif Dor. I'm not a Hebrew expert, <laughs> but I can make my way a little bit through the Hebrew. Uh -huh. um, this is to the thousandth generation. So if a generation is 20 years, uh -huh. a thousand of them would be 20,000 years. He could have used combinations like that. Okay. Or he could have uh, done this, Elifai Ravavot Shanim. Uh, that means thousands of tens of thousands of years. Of years. Now, the first part of this, Elifai Revavot, actually occurs elsewhere in Genesis, but not in connection with years, but with number of descendants. Aha! Uh -huh. So he had the way of saying, uh, you know, he could have said, I uh, made the whole earth in uh, 600,000 uh, myriads of years. Yes. He could have spelled it out. Uh -huh. um, he didn't say that. He used the word yom. Yam. Day. Yamim. That's uh -huh. mean. Uh, so he didn't use that. Uh, now, other people forget that the New Testament has a lot of scriptures that imply the world is young, and this is my favorite from Jesus Christ himself. Mm -hmm. uh, he implies that the world is young here in Mark 10:6. Mm -hmm. But from the beginning mm -hmm. of the creation, God made them male and female. The beginning is Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. The creation of time, of space, universe. matter, the yeah. universe, okay. Made them male and female is Genesis 1:26, the sixth day after the creation. Wow. And he's implying uh, that that hasn't, that essentially we've been around uh, since the beginning of creation. So it's, it's that the six days is just event. a tiny little thing compared to the 4,000 years since then to Christ. Okay, if we were to compare this to secular um, timelines, they would say that 14 billion years ago, the universe was created. Yes. And then only a few million years ago were man, mankind or ape-like ancestors uh, evolved. Okay? Yes, yeah. So that puts billions of years in between the creation event, the beginning, and the creation of male and female, man That's and woman. That's exactly right. Jesus himself, and in another verse in, in uh, Matthew, paraphrasing the same thing, he says, have you not read that <laughs> from the beginning God created? It's like, how can you not know this? Yes. So when Jesus himself says that, as Christians, I, there's not much else you can interpret this. That's right. So he's not left any room for the long ages. Okay. Okay, that's just one of about 14 major passages we could have picked. Yes. Okay, now, this was a shocker to me as a, as a new Christian, mm -hmm. um, beginning to encounter some evidence about uh, this matter. Okay. And the uh, shocker was that most dating methods give you a young world, really? thousands of years, not billions of years. About 90% of all the ways you could estimate the age of the Earth give you something much less than billions of years. Wow. And only 10% are the things that everybody has heard about. And I feel that uh, it's good science to go with the flow of the majority okay. of the evidence and not concentrate, you know, find explanations, let's say, for the, um, for the 10%. Right. 
So uh, there's an online pamphlet that documents 14 of the items. I'll talk about most of the 14 today. Uh, okay. It's called Evidence for a Young World. And you can find it in impact number 384. Yes, it's in the Institute for Creation Research. There's, you get it at icr.org, instituteforcreationresearch.org. This is pamphlet item number one. Uh, the galaxies wind themselves up too fast. You love galaxies. <laughs> I do, I do. But let me explain uh, for the benefit of everybody else uh, okay. what a galaxy is. It's a collection of about 100 billion stars. Wow. Uh, about 100,000 light years across. Okay. And this one is 2 million light years away from us. Now, light year is 6, six trillion miles. 6 trillion miles. It's not a measurement of time, it's, it's a measurement a distance. of distance. Exactly. We live in a spiral galaxy called the Milky Way. It may look it something similar like to this. this. Yes. And we live out here without the threat of black holes or supernova or stellar collisions. We live not out here where there's very few heavy elements. No, we live in the perfect spot mm -hmm. of our galaxy. Yep. Okay. That's right. And the thing about these spiral arms is that they tend to wrap themselves up. They outer parts of the galaxies rotate slowly, okay. whereas the inner parts rotate very rapidly. Okay. So uh, after a while, this should stop having any spiral arms and uh, just be a smooth disk of stars. So it's twisted beyond recognition yeah, like of the spiral spring. station. Imagine yeah. a clock spring being wound up. Yeah. So, okay. uh, and it takes about at our distance from the galaxy, about 200 million years to go around once. Okay. So that sounds like a long time, uh, but the galaxy, ours and this one, are supposed to be 10 billion years old. Wow. And in 10 billion years, they would be smooth disks. Okay. As far as anyone can really tell. They have theories that they try to explain this with. Gravitational waves that might somehow push on things and somehow maintain the shape. But yeah. wouldn't you say that all in all, that's more of a, a rescuing device to try to salvage their theory? Oh, yeah. And it doesn't work very well. Okay. So this one and our galaxy is supposed to be 10 billion years old. But it would actually, uh, if they started out as straight bars of stars uh -huh. at the rates we measure, uh, them rotating, it would take less than three-tenths of a billion years of winding up to get to this state. Wow. That's so, a powerful evidence right there. Yes. It's not 10 billion years. It's only fractions of a billion years at most. Yes. We don't know in what shape God started them. That's right. So we can't be more precise than that. Okay. So uh, pamphlet item number two. Okay. This is out where you like to study things, too. <laughs> I do. Not enough star explosion smoke. Okay. Uh, that's my nickname. <laughs> this is the Crab Nebula. You've probably looked at that many uh -huh. times. All this stuff around there is dust and gas uh, from an explosion of a star that happened only a few thousand years ago. Okay. And uh, those are called supernova remnants. Okay. That's the fancy name. I call it smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So these supernova remnants, in fact, the Crab Nebula was reported by in Chinese history, astronomers. By Chinese astronomers about in about a thousand history, years ago. Exploded. It was so it was so bright that you could see it during the daytime right after the the supernova took place. Yes. And so we know when it went supernova, which means that we can calculate what we see today, the remnant, the the smoke, yeah, and figure this out. 
Yes. Okay. We can tell how long ago it blew up. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, these remnants should hang around for about a million years. Okay. Uh, we can still detect them after that, theoretically. So with the rate that we see supernovas going off in our galaxy and others, mm -hmm. we should see about 3,000 remnants, sets of remnants, okay. in our own galaxy. Okay. Uh, however, we only see about 200. Interesting. So that's 7,000 to 14,000 years worth, very roughly. Right. Uh, so it's only thousands of years worth of supernova smokes. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Instead of uh, at, at least a million years worth. So something's wrong. Now there's an update. Uh, uh, Keith Davies at the um, Creation Research Society conference in 2014 reported this for our near nearby neighbor small galaxies called the Magellanic Clouds, yes. which you can see from Australia. The Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. So uh, there's not enough supernova remnants there either. I've caught one supernova on camera through a large 16-inch telescope happening in M51, the Whirlpool Galaxy. Wow. And it's, of course, it's a very rare event. We don't yeah. see a lot of these taking place. Yes. But even when you start to calculate how many we see, and you calculate how long the remnant should last, you're telling us that it is pointing us right back to what Genesis told to us. To more of a Bible time scale. Okay, all right. Okay, now we'll get a little closer to home. Um, pamphlet item number three mm -hmm. is comets. They crumble too quickly. Okay. Uh, they're supposed to be five billion years old. Uh, they're dirty snowballs and the gas that's coming off into the tail never comes back to them. So they lose 5% of their material with every pass around the sun. Okay. So they can't last forever. And their lifetime in the solar system for the short period comets that go mm. around quickly is less than 10,000 years. Mm. I should say there's a theory that explains, tries to explain the comets as uh, having a spherical cloud of these dirty snowballs way out there called the Oort cloud. And then that's supposed to feed a belt of comet material called the Kuiper belt. Okay. But the numbers you get from that theory don't match the numbers of comets we see. So there's a theoretical cloud that has not been observed. That's right. Called the Oort cloud. And it's proposed to try to explain how we could still see comets after more than 10,000 years. And so yeah. that's where supposedly the long-term comets, uh, which have these long, very elliptical orbital patterns, and occasionally one is shot into our solar system, it's a the theory to try to attempt to explain how we could still have a universe billions of years old. Yes. Why do we need that? It's theoretical. It's a magical cloud that was created to try to explain the billions of years. Yes, it's a much simpler explanation to say that the comets were created when the solar system was created and that about 6,000 years ago. Universe. Okay. You're listening to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. The message presented today was filmed in studio at David Reeves Ministries Wonders of Creation Center and is available in video format with powerful accompanying visuals. Subscribe to our Genesis Plus package online to get instant access to the video format of this message and hundreds of others right on your computer or mobile device. If you are encouraged by this message and would like to be a part of sharing this information with millions across the globe, 
we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 931-212-7990 or write us at David Reeves Ministries, Post Office Box 2824, Lewisburg, Tennessee, 37091. Visit our website, davidreeves.com today. That's davidreeves.com. And now, back to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. So, seafloor mud accumulates too fast. That's number four. Hmm. Secular geoscientists and creationist geoscientists measure about 20 billion tons of mud and dust entering the ocean every year. Okay. And it accumulates along the bottom. And if you spread it uniformly from shore to shore at a uniform depth, it would be about 400 meters thick. Wow. Uh, now, the only way known for anybody to get rid of this mud is by plate tectonic subduction. These mm -hmm. tectonic plates slowly slide under the continents. If they grabbed all of that 400 meters, they'd get rid of about 1 billion or maybe 2 billion tons per year. So the other 18 or 19 billion tons per year just accumulates. Okay. So the maximum age for the oceans, uh, ocean floors you would get is about 12 million years. Wow. However, the Genesis flood could have uh, dumped all this mud on the ocean floor uh, about four to 5,000 years ago within a year or two after the uh, runoff from the Genesis flood occurred. Very quickly. Yeah. Okay. So again, the Earth is thought to be about 4.5 billion years old by secular geologists, and yet when we start 12 to million years is a whole lot less than 4 billion. A lot less. And, and we yet the, the theorists, the geoscientists think that the mud and all this process uh, in the oceans have lasted for three billion years. So something's really wrong with their time scale. Yes. The flood explains this in a rapid fashion in less than 12 million years. Yes. But even using the secular timeline and data points, we're looking at a max of 12 million years. Yes, they're way off. Okay. So pamphlet item number five has to do with the C2. It's not salty enough. Hmm. So sodium, that's a part of salt. The amount going in is 450 million tons per year. That's measured by secular and creationists, okay. geoscientists. But the only way known for, to get sodium out of the ocean only gets rid of about a third of that amount, okay. 120 million tons per year. Okay. The other two thirds just accumulates year after year. Okay. So we should find an ocean with a lot of salt in it, but we don't. Uh, instead, uh, if we saw it, said it started with zero salt to begin with, mm -hmm. and everything happened at today's rates, okay. uh, then we'd have about 62 million years uh, for this process. You start with zero? Yes, if you start with zero. And it would still only take 62 million years. Yeah. So if God that's, that's started... That's 50 times less than the 3 billion years <laughs> that they want, you see. But if God started with some salt content, plus all of the upheaval that took place at Noah's flood would have caused a much more rapid deposition of sodium. That's exactly right. The uh, erosion of the continents would erode sodium off the continents as the waters ran off the ocean. Okay. So the Genesis flood would explain this as something that happened 4,500 years ago. Yes. Within a year. Very interesting. So... Uh, this is simple stuff, really, but there's something seriously wrong when they get an, an answer that's 50 times less than the age they want. Wow. 
pamphlet item number six, the Earth's magnetic field is losing energy too fast. Now, it's what makes compasses uh, turn north. It's not gravity, mm -hmm. uh, but it happens in the Earth's core. There's an electric current of about six billion amperes circulating to the west in the Earth's core that generates the Earth's magnetic field. Okay. And we measure that this is losing about half its energy yeah. every 1,400 years. Wow. That's energy. Uh, there's another number for the strength of the field itself. It's a little different. Sure. But uh, this points to a maximum possible age of 20,000 years. Okay. But if we take account of the reversals of the magnetic field that happened during the Genesis flood, mm -hmm. then those reversals would chew up energy faster and they would lose energy faster and uh, would make the age of the field about 6,000 years. Wow. So it's very consistent. I mean, already we're talking about many, many factors, 20,000 years max, as yeah. opposed to uh, 4.5 billion years yes. that has been assumed. That's right. Okay. Okay, most dating methods say the world is young. Most of them. Hmm. Galaxies, we talked about supernovas, comets, sea salts, seafloor mud, magnetic fields, Stone Age graves. There's many more. Wow. Many more. Okay. And so we didn't, we didn't even we, touch we didn't on touch all of those. these. Yes. But all of these are pointing us to a young universal age, not billions of years, but yeah. thousands of years. That's right. The 10% that seem to indicate opposite. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, first, I'll show you where you can get the list. Okay. Uh, put, uh, go to creation.com mm -hmm. and put 101 evidences into their search engine. Okay. And you'll get that list that I just showed you. Yes. Uh, what about carbon dating, you were asking? What about the other 10%? Yes. How do you explain that? Carbon dating is the one everyone thinks of first, mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll talk about it. That's pamphlet item number 11 okay. in that pamphlet. So evolutionists believe that fossils should have no carbon-14. And the reason is carbon-14 decays relatively fast on their time scale. Okay. The half-life of carbon is 5,700 years. Half-life means if I have a pound of carbon-14 okay. here, if we wait 5,700 years, we'll only have half a half pound, pound left, and the other half will have gone into nitrogen, Okay. and so on and so forth. That can't go on for millions of years. That's right. And yet, uh, in fact, there should be no carbon-14 atoms left in a typical-sized fossil after a quarter of a million years. Just a fraction, okay. okay. But below the Ice Age, where all the fossils are found, yeah. uh, they're supposed to be two million years old to 560 million years old. Okay. So millions to hundreds of millions of years. All right, so we dig up all these fossils, and the fossils are assumed below the Ice Age level, two million to over 500 million years. Mm -hmm. So they should have no carbon-14. That's right. Okay. Now, is that what they really see? No, uh, the trade secret, uh, which creationists are trying to uncover, and yeah. I'm trying right now to uncover, sure. but by uh, the people in the carbon-14 dating business, they have found that all the fossils they have tested contain carbon-14. Wow. All of them. So this is from the carbon dating journals themselves. Coal, wood, shells, bone, marble, natural gas, carbon dioxide, calcium carbonate crystals, oil, all sorts of fossils with carbon in them, uh, and they have carbon-14 in them. Wow. Significant amounts of carbon-14. That's amazing. 
So the time scales here, conventional age you saw was supposed to be millions to hundreds of millions of years. Uh, the standard carbon-14 dating, you, if you just applied the usual assumptions, you get about 50,000 years, okay. give or take 20,000. Uh -huh. uh, but if you correct the carbon-14 for what scripture says happened mm -hmm. uh, to the whole carbon issue, uh, you get 5,000 years plus or minus 2,000. All right, if we had to sum this up in about a minute, what have we learned today? I think we've learned that there's a whole lot of reason to believe that uh, the earth really is only the thousands of years old that scripture says it is.